Hey, Heat Seekers, how's it going? Welcome to Episode 3 of Sully's Two Cents, the Dynasty Football Podcast. Sully's Two Cents Dynasty Football Podcast is a proud member of the Roto-Heat family of podcasts. So I hope you've all enjoyed the first two episodes that we've done so far. Uh, I know that I've had an absolute blast doing them. We uh, started off with Episode 1 that was a little choppy and got a little bit better. And then we transitioned into Episode 2, which was our first mailbag episode, uh, which I had a really uh, good time bringing to you. And I wanted to thank you all again for your questions. We'll have another mailbag episode hopefully coming towards the end of this week. Keep your eyes open for that Facebook post. And by the way, if you're not a member of the Rotoheat Dynasty Fantasy Football community on Facebook, go to facebook.com, log in, search Rotoheat, and it'll take you right to the community. Once you're in that community, I want you to reach out to our founder, Rick Butts, and hit him up and ask him for the invite into the Discord chat. So Discord, if you're not in there already, you need to be in there. It's an absolute blast. It is so much more than just Dynasty football. We have everything in there. We have baseball talk. We have hockey, golf, NASCAR, movies. You name it, it's there. And what an absolute awesome time to be a sports fan right now. You've got the NCAA Final Four championship game happening as I speak. You have the NHL's regular season concluding on Saturday and the playoffs starting on Wednesday. You've got the NBA season winding down and rolling into playoffs. You've had baseball start up and opening day last week. And even though the defending World Series champion and near and dear to my heart, Boston Red Sox are off to a slow start, it's still baseball fan. Uh, sorry, it's still baseball season. So episode three, Sully's Two Cents Dynasty Football Podcast, will be discussing the buys and sells that I have selected for you today. So I'll have five guys I'm buying and five guys I'm selling. Now, I think it's really important to point out that when you talk about buying a player or you talk about selling a player, it doesn't mean you love or hate that player. This is all about maximizing what I believe is their value. I want to buy players that I believe are on the upswing and their value is low compared to players that I feel are perhaps a little bit inflated or coming off an unrealistic results last season. Those are players I'm looking to sell. I really do feel, and I'm as guilty as this as anyone is, we overvalue the dynasty assets on our rosters. We value them way too high at times. And your players are only worth what someone is going to give you for them. Now, if they're a stud, obviously you should be able to ask and command a higher price. And I'm not saying when I'm saying sell these guys that I'm telling you to give them away. But when you're buying a player or you're selling a player, be honest with yourself and ask yourself, what would this player's value be to me if he wasn't on my roster? If I was trying to trade an Odell Beckham Jr. or a Michael Thomas, what would I want in return? So anyhow, without further ado, let's just roll right into these buys and still sells. We'll start off with the buys. Like I said, I got five of them for you. First one I'm going to talk about, it's a little bit controversy, I think, perhaps, or controversial perhaps, but I believe the value of this player is it's more than his ADP currently, and it's more than I think a lot of people value this running back. He's sitting at ADP 36 in the back end of the third round. That's a running back out of Jacksonville. His name is Leonard Fournette. Now, I know what you're thinking. Leonard Fournette, he's injured all the time. He's lazy. He doesn't have that desire. He got called out by his team president and his coach. He got sat for the final game of the season. Well, I'm here to tell you that I'm buying Leonard Fournette. I'm also going to tell you, and it might be a bit of a hot take, I think Leonard Fournette plays 16 games this season. He's got a much better quarterback this year in Jacksonville in Nick Foles than he did with Blake Bortles. 
I don't think Nick Bowles is the be-all and end-all of quarterbacks, but he's dramatically going to reduce the stacked boxes that Leonard Fournette has been running into the last couple of seasons in Jacksonville. The other thing is the offensive line. In 2017, the Jacksonville Jaguars had an average offensive line. They were ranked 15th in the NFL, 22nd in 2018, and half that offensive line, if not more, missed time at the same time. It was beat up bad. So I think Fournette's going to bounce back this season. I think he's going to be someone you can depend on, and he's somebody I definitely want to buy. One of the other things I look at with running backs when I'm looking to buy them is potential workload. So TJ Yeldon is gone. Uh, Carlos Hyde was a terrible addition for Jacksonville. He's moved on. The Jags have signed Alfred Blue. They have Thomas Rawls, if you can remember him, stick it, or hanging around there, and also Benny Cunningham. So of those three running backs, maybe Alfred Blue is going to touch a little bit of Fournette's work, but nothing that I'm going to be even remotely, remotely concerned about. So I'm very comfortable with Fournette. And uh, the last little bit about Leonard Fournette before I move on to my next player, the thing that really sealed the deal for me is I compared two running backs in the NFL. The first running back has played 15 career games in the last over the last two seasons. And the second running back has played in 21 games in the last two seasons. Your first running back has 207 career rushing attempts for 969 yards and four touchdowns. And he's added in 51 catches for 345 yards and two touchdowns. The second running back has 401 career rushing attempts, 1,479 yards, 14 rushing touchdowns. And he's added in 58 receptions for 487 yards and two touchdowns. Running back number one is 23 years old, and running back number two is 24 years old. Running back number one is Dalvin Cook, and running back number two is Leonard Fournette. I love Dalvin Cook. If anyone knows anything about me, I'm a huge Vikings fan, and I'm also a big fan of Cooks. But when you look at it as pure value, you have a player who's actually more durable than Dalvin Cook and Leonard Fournette, and Cook is sitting at ADP 16, and Fournette is at ADP 36. So, like I said, I am buying Leonard Fournette because of his value. Moving on, my second buy is San Francisco wide receiver Dante Pettis, currently sitting at ADP 75. In 2018, he played in parts of 12 games. 27 catches on 45 targets for 467 yards and 5 touchdowns. Now, that's not exactly a uh, guy that you're jumping off the page to go and get. But let's take a look at the season that he had. He was injured. He came back. He was injured again. And then he finished the season pretty darn strong. He had 20 receptions for 359 yards and four touchdowns in his last five games. If you project that out over a 16-game schedule, you've got 64 receptions. It's 1,152 yards. And it's 13 touchdowns. So... You also have to take into consideration, I believe he did that with three different starting quarterbacks last year. In the two games with Jimmy Garoppolo, wasn't exceptional, but it was there and it was early in the season. Three catches, 96 yards, and a touchdown. So I really feel as though Dante Pettis is about to break out a little bit. He's not going to be a huge breakout guy, but at that value of 76, I think you can get him uh, to be a pretty productive player on your team. Sixth round of a startup draft, I'm taking him. Uh, I believe that quarterback in that offense is much more improved heading into the 2019 season, and he's a guy I like a lot. 
The third player I'm buying, and this one is a pure hunch and gut feel for me, and that's Dante Moncrief. You know, the guy goes from Blake Bortles to Ben Roethlisberger. That alone should be a reason that we want to buy him. He's, throughout his career, been a very dependent wide receiver uh, in terms of quarterback play. He was productive and did very well in Indy when Andrew Luck was on the field, and he was pretty much invisible when he wasn't on the field. But this guy goes to Jacksonville, like I said, with Blake Bortles, and he managed to catch 48 passes for 668 yards with three touchdowns last season. That's pretty darn good. He's moving into Pittsburgh. He's going to slide right into that number two role in an offense that is missing 169 of AB's targets and then 39 of Jesse James's targets as well. I don't believe that uh, James Washington is necessarily going to take the step that he needs to take in that offense. So I think that Moncrief is in for a good year, and I think he might even be in line for a career season. So let's buy ourselves some Dante Moncrief uh, heading into 2019. Number four is Denver Broncos running back Royce Freeman. He's sitting at ADP 100. He was a top 10 rookie pick. Uh, in the 2018 entry draft in terms of fantasy. He, he got beat up in camp, and he ended up missing some time. And then along came Philip Lindsay, the undrafted free agent, who emerged in that offense and kind of took the, took the reins, especially early on in that season. The reality here is Royce Freeman is a very good running back. He was rock solid in college with Oregon. He's much better than the workload that he received last year. And I believe that with Philip Lindsay a little bit banged up with a wrist injury, he's missing OTAs. He'll probably have a slow uh, addition into camp or start into camp. And I don't think he's going to have a ton of preseason workload. And I think that's going to open the door for Royce to take back the job that potentially was his last year that he lost. So at ADP 100, absolutely, I'm going to buy myself some Royce Freeman. And my last buy is, why not, Mike Davis. Mike Davis has landed in Chicago, and he's landed himself in a really good position. Now, whether or not you feel Mike Davis is actually supposed to be a guy that carries the ball a lot or is relevant in the Bears' offense this season, right now he is. So barring anything that's going to happen via trade or draft and, uh, heading into the start of the 2019 season, Mike Davis is a number two running back in a really talented offense. He's looked really good when he's had the opportunity over parts of, you know, two seasons in San Francisco and two seasons in Seattle. Uh, 862 yards, 234 ca uh, carries, 59 receptions, and like I said, limited work workload. And what is his potential? Look back to week four last year where he was 21 rushing attempts for 101 yards and two touchdowns with four catches for an additional 43 yards. You know, he's going off the board at ADP 276. That's round 23 pick 12. I challenge anyone to find a player that's even remotely relevant, let alone better than uh, Mike Davis. He's coming off the, off the board after running backs like John Kelly Rod and Rod Smith in Dallas. So to me, it's kind of a no-brainer. Let's grab ourselves some Mike Davis at the cheap, cheap, cheap. So that concludes the five buys. Let's transition into the five sells, and these ones are a little bit more fun for me. My first sell is Kansas City Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes. Now, Patrick Mahomes just had one of the greatest quarterback seasons I think I have ever seen and the league has ever seen. He became the second quarterback in league history to throw for over 5,000 yards with 50 touchdown passes. For the majority of the season watching Mahomes, you'd think you're watching someone play Madden. 
and someone who's really good at Madden. Mahomes would drop down sidearm, he'd throw it left-handed, he would turn things that look like nothing into 80-yard touchdown bombs, he would throw 60 yards down the field off his back foot. Basically, Patrick Mahomes could do whatever the hell he wanted, whenever the hell he wanted, on the football field. So why am I looking to sell someone who had such a prolific season and is young and has many more to come? Well, the main reason is regression. There is probably not a player that is more likely to regress from last season to this season than Patrick Mahomes. He finished number one overall in fantasy scoring with 417 points in a PPR scoring format, 31 points ahead of Saquon Barkley, and 63 points ahead of Matt Ryan, the second quarterback uh, in scoring. Mahomes ended his season with 383 completions on 583 pass attempts for 5,097 yards and 50 touchdowns. Like I said, second quarterback in NFL history to do so, 5,000 yards and 50 touchdowns. The other one was Peyton Manning with the Denver Broncos in 2013. And one other quarterback has thrown for 50 touchdown passes in a season, and that was Tom Brady back in 2007. We have two quarterbacks that are Hall of Famers. One is going to be uh, shortly, and one will be very shortly after he retires. Those two guys, those 50 touchdown seasons, were their career years. You also have 11 other quarterbacks in NFL history who have had 40 or more touchdown passes in a season. Of those 11, Drew Brees, Peyton Manning, Dan Marino, and Aaron Rodgers are the only ones to do it more than once. In 2013, Peyton Manning threw for 5,437 yards with 55 touchdown passes. The following season, Manning threw for 4,071 yards and 39 touchdowns. Tom Brady's season, as I alluded to, was in 2007 when he threw for 4,806 yards and 50 touchdowns. Came back in 2008, played one game before tearing his ACL. And then in 2009, he finished his season with 4,093 yards and 28 touchdowns. In the past 10 seasons in the NFL, only four offenses have averaged over 3.75 touchdowns per game. You have the Chiefs from last year who averaged 4.1, the 2013 Broncos, 4.05, the 2011 New Orleans Saints were at 4, and the 11 Packers, 3.82. The following season for those offenses, the Broncos fell to 3.29 touchdowns a game, the Saints to 3.31, and the Packers to 3.06. The other thing that really sticks out for me with Patrick Mahomes was the championship game in the playoffs. Defensive coordinators have had an entire offseason to not only watch all of Patrick Mahomes, but to really break down that game. Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots defense was absolutely stifling. They held Patrick Mahomes, the quarterback who could do whatever he wanted, whenever he wanted, to four completions and 65 yards in that half. They had three first downs. They were one for four on third down, and they ran 16 plays. So I think those coordinators are going to pay a little special attention to that game film. The question here is not will Patrick Mahomes regress in 2019. The question is how much will he regress? He's at ADP 26 in a one QB league and in two quarterback leagues, super flex leagues, 
He's, uh, I believe it's 15. To me, those numbers are a little high and they're a little insane. When you think about what you can get at those spots and then wait on a quarterback, even in a super flex in rounds two or three, you can set your team up for that much more success in the early years uh, of your leagues. So, in a word, sell Patrick Mahomes. Number two, another player that had an amazing 2018 season, George Kittle. I'm selling George Kittle. And I'm selling George Kittle for the same reason that I'm selling Patrick Mahomes. And that is, this player is primed for regression heading into the 2019 season. George Kittle had an absolutely outstanding 2018 season. He led the San Francisco 49ers with 135 targets. Those 135 targets were 26.5% of the team's targets last season. To put it into perspective, the second highest targeted player on the Niners last year was Kendrick Bourne with 66. So think about that. That is not exactly um, a resume for a lot of talented pass catchers when your number two targeted player is a wide receiver that most of us had no idea who he was prior to the 2018 season. You know, there was no Jimmy Garoppolo in the Niners offense for the majority of the season. I will give you that. But literally, there were no viable pass catchers other than George Kittle and the running backs. The Niners will run the ball more in 2019, and they're going to target their running backs more in 2019. They'll have Jarek McKinnon back. They've added Tevin Coleman, who can also catch passes. Matt Breida can also catch passes. And Kyle Juszczyk is still there. He was targeted 40 times last year. Like I said, Coleman and McKinnon and Breida, they're going to be much more involved in that offense. There's five running backs there. You have Dante Pettis. I'm sure they're drafting somebody. I just don't see them being able to maintain the target share to Kittle in 2019 that they did in 2018. He was the number three tight end with 258.7 points in 2018. Like I said, he had an amazing year. 88 catches, 1,377 yards. Those 1,377 yards were an NFL record at the tight end position. He scored five touchdowns. So I believe his targets will go down. I believe his yardage will go down. I believe his, tight, his touchdowns may even go up, but his numbers uh, just won't sustain into 2019 like they were in 2018. Now, keep in mind, he was wide receiver 13 if you compared his scoring to the wide receivers last year. And like I said before, just because I'm selling a player doesn't mean I hate him. This is not a player to give away. This is a player to cash in on and reap the benefits of. Moving on, my third sell is Tyler Lockett, Seattle Seahawks wide receiver. He led the Seattle Seahawks with 68 targets last season. He turned those 68 targets into 57 catches, 965 yards, and 10 touchdowns. He was wide receiver 16, sorry, 16 on those targets. Those are insane numbers. 14.2 yards per target is the second highest among the 1,572 players who have had 50 targets in a single season. The number one highest was Devery Henderson in 28, or sorry, in 2008, who had 14.4. In 2009, he dropped in 9.8 yards per target. It seemed like every single time I turned on a Seattle Seahawks game last year as a Tyler Lockett owner, I was a little disappointed as they were midway through the third quarter and Lockett had one catch for eight yards. And then he'd finish that game with three catches for 87 yards and a touchdown. It was absolutely insane. Uh, Russell Wilson's another guy whose numbers probably aren't as sustainable as they were last year, but that's another story. Number four, sell is Philip Lindsay. 
Now, I own Philip Lindsay in multiple leagues, and I'm a huge, huge fan of this kid. He came from nowhere. Mentioned earlier when we were talking about Royce Freeman, he was an undrafted free agent. He turned his undrafted free agent rookie season into RB13 overall in 15 games. He injured his wrist in that 15 game, 15th game, and it worries me. I think he's going to struggle to not participate in OTAs, and I think he will struggle, as I mentioned, having a limited amount uh, of usage and role in preseason. He also had some pretty unsustainable numbers in 2018. He ran for 4.5 yards per carry. I don't see that happening. I definitely see his workload decreasing with Royce Freeman's emergence. And Philip Lindsay had three touchdown runs that really stood out for me last year. 41 yards, 65 yards, and 28 yards. I'm not going to bank on those uh, under any circumstances whatsoever. My last sell is Ben Roethlisberger. Now, I mentioned earlier that Dante Moncrief was a buy of mine because of... Uh, Ben, or sorry, because of Ben Roethlisberger versus Blake Bortles. But here's an interesting fact. 36.8% of Ben Roethlisberger's fantasy production over the last three seasons has come on the back of Antonio Brown. The Steelers are transitioning that offense. Obviously, Le'Veon Bell is gone. Antonio Brown is gone. Juju Smith-Schuster will step into the number one role as a wide receiver. I think he'll do well, but I don't think he will do as well as everyone thinks. Dante Moncrief will be a nice piece. James Washington will compliment a little bit. But I really think if the Steelers want to be successful, they're going to run the ball and run the ball a whole heck of a lot more. They have been one of the most high, highly passing teams in the last three or four seasons. And that's even back when they had Le'Veon Bell and obviously Antonio Brown. So I think Ben Roethlisberger, due to age and everything else, is not going to get you a ton of guys. But um, I'm going to sell Ben Roethlisberger and I'm going to cash in while I still have something to cash in. So that'll wrap up the five sells to go along with the five buys. I hope this episode worked out for you all. I hope it gave you a little bit of insight into player values. Like I said before, don't give a player away and don't overpay for a player. Be realistic with what their, what their value is. Use ADP as a good measuring stick. Never lose round value when you trade, meaning don't trade someone who has a value or an ADP of 24 for someone who has a value or an ADP of 36, regardless of how much you like that player. All right, so that's going to wrap it up. Just a reminder, uh, the mailbag episode will be coming up again, uh, hopefully towards the end of this week. I will throw out a post on our Facebook community for that. I'll also throw it out there on Twitter. I am at RotoHeatSully on Twitter. I've also fired up the old Instagram account at uh, RotoHeatSully on Instagram as well. So Wherever you're hanging out on social media these days, I should be hanging around there as well. Anyhow, enjoy the rest of your week. I'll get back to you later on with the mailbag, but thanks again for tuning in and enjoy. Take care.